We talking hoops season two. Let's go. What up, though? It's your coach. Who talks hoops the most? It's Coach Cam with the podcast flow. Jump shot is still wet and the podcast goes. Talking hoops all day, worldwide, across the globe, overseas to the league. Big 10 to the GLIAC, AU to high school and any gym that he had. Highlights, offers, who's about to transfer, was coach getting hired? Coach Cam's got the answer, he's that dude, too cool, so smooth with the hoop news. Every week we talking hoops, this is season two, so buckle up for this ride, that's what you need to do, cause we talking hoops, yeah. What up, though? It's your coach that knows hoops the most. This is episode 16, still in the damn quarantine. Talking hoops with Coach Cam. Back for another episode for all my listeners, all my hoop heads, and all of that, man. You know we're going to talk hoops. Last week, we got into it, man. Last week, we got into it. We talked about recruiting. We talked about the recruit admitting segment. And I really went off on some coaches. I really went off on um, some Michigan players as being under-recruited. And it was a very good episode last week. I appreciate you guys making that my most listened to pod of the season. I think we had 90 listens. And I'm hoping, and I'm hoping y'all come back to listen for some more. Uh, this week, we're going to cover... Um, some more kids going to the G League. We're going to cover the last dance. Not a whole lot. I'm Isaiah out. So um, not going to talk about that a whole lot. So we're going to talk about the last dance. Uh, I got a fan box segment that we're going to do. A new segment called Fan Box where I'm going to take three questions. I ask my, my viewers or my fans and people that listen to me, follow me, what they want to hear about me talk about on the podcast. And I talk about it. So we're going to do that. And uh, recruit them in. Recruit them in. I'm going to bring that segment back. And that's just how we're going to do it this week, man. You talking hoops with Coach Cam. You already know what it is. This episode 16. The first thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about uh, another kid going to the G League, uh, Deshaun Nix. Deshaun Nix decommits from UCLA and enters the G League. So that makes three players since we've talked about this for a couple weeks now. So he's the third player to say, you know what? Not going to college, not going to a high major program. And I made a mistake. I think it was last week and I said Mick Cronin was at Cincinnati. I was incorrect in that. He is at UCLA now. So he has a five-star commit that's coming. He tells the coach that he's not coming. He's decommitting and he's going to the G League. So there's two things about that. The first thing is a kid trying to get his money, trying to get paid. I feel him. The second thing about that is you're losing a five-star player. That kills your recruiting. Now it opens up a scholarship and I'm sure if you're at UCLA, you've got plenty of players on your list that you can replace with that scholarship. But losing a five-star is not easy. These coaches don't want to be losing five-stars. It'd be different if you're a three-star, four-star, and you're already on the fence about a kid. And if you don't come, you got to transfer kids you can get anyway. A five-star kid, these are kids that are supposed to change your program. If you're a traditionally good program like UCLA, you're looking for guys like this to roll you into some other high-level players. And for a guy like this decommit it kind of sets you back and for UCLA that's kind of been on the back burner a little bit they haven't been in uh the prominent status even though they had the ball brothers uh Lonzo Ball even though they had Lonzo Ball uh they haven't been up there since Russell Westbrook and Kevin Love and them guys left they've been kind of borderline um and let's be honest I mean they haven't won any titles they haven't been in any elite eights any sweet 16s they have been dormant They've been dormant for about 10 years, and now you got a five-star recruit saying you, you they don't want to play in Los Angeles downtown? 
and they're going to go to the G League? Whew, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough to replace. And I said on this podcast, man, I said on this podcast, the G League is going to be a problem for some of these players. It's going to be a problem for the NCAA. These are guys that should be playing. If this was a year before, they will be playing in the NCAA. They will be playing for Duke, playing for Kentucky, playing for whoever. And now they signed, they're getting the bread. They said, you know what? I'm going to get the money. I'm going to get the money. I ain't playing for free. And I don't blame them for it. I really do not blame them for it. You ain't turning out six figures. I don't know too many grown people right now. If you give them a job opportunity, they're going to turn down six figures. They not. They not going to do it. So while if you 17, 18, 19, 20, and you advising that person, you're going to turn it down. No, they're going to get the money. Even if you get a lot of people say, well, Coach Cam, well, they're going to get the money a year later. How you know? How you know that? How is guaranteed? E- even though they are high level players, so it's different. They're high level players. So, of course, they're going to get paid eventually or they should. But why not take six figures right now when you can get it? Everybody else getting money off of you. The coach getting money off of you. That hundred thousand dollars. That ain't nothing to his uh, four point five million dollar check. He getting at the end of the year. So. Why not take the deal? So the G League is a problem, man. I don't know if the NCAA is ready for the G League. I don't think they're ready for it because they really could shut it down. They really could shut it down. If they took the top 25 guys, well, it wasn't even 25 because they make it one G League select team. So if they take the top 15 guys, just go to the G League, man, the NCAA got a problem. You can't be losing them type of guys. You lose the top 15 kids, even if you lose the top 10. Like, that's a lot, man. And NCAA is in trouble. NCAA is in trouble because the G League is on the move. So, got another kid going to the G League, and I'm sure it's not going to be the last. So, the last dance. Had an opportunity to watch all four episodes of, of the documentary on uh, the Bulls and Michael Jordan in the last season, 1997-1998. Uh, Michael Jordan playing with the Bulls. And they called it the last dance because this is the last time this team was going to be created. It's going to be the last time they was going to play together. So they gave a film crew access to everything that they were doing. So uh, over the weekend, it's last Sunday, of course, they had the Rodman episode and they had the Bad Boys episode. So all my Detroit people, especially Isaiah Thomas fans, was all upended about what was going on with the Bulls and the Pistons during this era. Here's what I'm going to say. Not going to talk a whole lot about The Last Dance, to be quite honest. You're going to get what you're getting out of it. It's like the Bad Boys doc. If Actually, the Bad Boys doc is better than this one, but that's another conversation for another day. If you're looking for, if you're a Bad Boys fan, if you're a Bad Boys aficionado, if, if you really love the Bad Boys, go watch the Bad Boys doc. Don't go watch The Last Dance and look for the Bulls players to say nice things about the Bad Boys. They're not. They're still going to be mad at the bad boys. They are. They're still going. Jordan is still going to be mad at Isaiah to this day. Isaiah might not say it. He might still have resentment to Jordan to this day. What what my man Wilder say to this day. It's going to happen. That's what competitors do. They're all three high level competitors. You don't think they think about that shit every day? Hell yeah, they do. Shoot, I went to Cass. It's some king guys in my era. I ain't Facebook friends with. I don't follow them on Twitter. I'm not on their IG page because I ain't a Crusader fan. We hated the Crusaders because I'm a CT guy second enough for life. You feel me? So if I'm Isaiah Thomas, if I'm Michael Jordan, of course, I'm going to keep that up for however many years. So you can't even be mad at that. 
You can't even be mad at the Bulls for saying any kind of things about the Pistons during that era. You can't. And the other way around. So why are you even talking about it? Why are we even interviewing Isaiah Thomas? And, we, and it's a Bulls documentary. Like, yeah. Like, give Isaiah his flowers. Give MJ his flowers. Let's move on. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch episode six, I think it is. Five and six next this next Sunday, and I'm moving on. I'm not talking about the bad boys. I ain't talking about the Bulls, even though I'm a bad boys guy. You know what I'm saying? It was a little early for me. The thing about the bad boys and the Bulls. So the run that the Bulls made, I was older. So you're talking about 97, 98. I'm 16, 17 years old. I saw that whole three P. Like I saw all the games, all the series, everything. So I was a little bit more of a Michael Jordan fan than I probably should have been because I was older. I was involved in the game. I loved the game, and the Pistons were crap then so of course you're gonna watch the bulls but in 89 and 90 i was eight and nine i didn't really get it like that of course i watched the pistons but i was too busy trying to hoop so i would rather go outside and play on my basket than watch the games to be quite honest with you did i watch isaiah score 24 on a bum leg yeah i did but game seven i probably was outside shooting with my neighbor because i was nine so like that's just what you do when you're nine so when it happened I wasn't really fully involved in it like that. But the three people, the Bulls, I was involved with it. So I was more of a Bulls fan at that time than a Pistons fan because they were the team. Like, they were good. Michael Jordan's the greatest. He the GOAT. So that's just me. Like, I had an opportunity to appreciate both eras. That's all I'm saying. And the last dance is a good doc. What I don't like about the last dance is how they keep dancing like from 97 to 87 and then I go back to 91 and we go back to 88 and we go back to 93 like, I just don't like the back and forth that they doing um, I think they should have just did it you know just did it in a row straight through uh, but that's just me and I think the bad boy stock is better than this one even though it's a very both of them are very good I just don't like the back and forth like just tell the story like it's it run it all the way through Run it all the way through. So they tried to mix in everybody's story. So you got Rodman's episode. You got Pippen's episode. You probably gonna have a Phil Jackson episode. Like, you know, it's good. It's a very good documentary. Very good documentary. My This documentary is for the LeBron era. And this is going to be my last point about the last dance. This documentary is about the LeBron era, but I don't want the LeBron era to bring LeBron into this. So you can't compare Michael Jordan to LeBron. You can't do it. You can barely compare LeBron to Kobe. Don't skip over Kobe and go right to Mike. Don't do that. But this is for the LeBron era. Because the LeBron era is like me in the bad boy era. The LeBron era, say you 27, 28 years old, right? When Mike was going in 98, that means you was five or six or years old. Seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever. You wasn't that old to really appreciate what the Bulls were doing at that time. And that's the second three-peat. Like, we ain't even going to talk about the first three-peat. That's the second three-peat. So you really, you didn't have, you didn't even know what Michael Jordan did. So the LeBron era gets, to, gets, gets the, the chance to watch Michael Jordan at his greatest peak. They get to watch the GOAT, the real GOAT. They're like, damn, he went through Detroit? Whoo, they was trying to kill him. Oh, man. So they really get to see that. Yeah, I understand why people say that Michael Jordan is the best basketball player ever and not LeBron. So this doc is for the LeBron era that didn't get a chance to see Michael Jordan play. And I appreciate it for that. But other than 
the bad boy stuff, I ain't talking about the bad boy stuff, and I ain't talking about the last dance too much. If you want to watch it, it comes on every Sunday, 9 o'clock on ESPN. Check it out. It's a very good doc on the Bulls documentary, but I ain't going to spend too much time on my podcast talking about it, even though it's a very good doc. So, you know, that's what it is. So, but but the last thing I'll say, leave LeBron out this debate of the GOATs. Michael Jordan is the GOAT. And LeBron ain't in there. Leave him out. So, I got a new segment that I want to uh, bring out this week. And it's called the Fan Box. And I put it on all my social media Twitter handles. And I was asking my listeners what they would like for me to talk about on this week's episode. And... The first one, I got off of Twitter. I got off of Twitter, and on my fan box segment, people asked me questions of what we wanted to talk about. Went, went on IG Live tonight. That was lit. Should have been there. Uh, follow me at CoachCamp30, IG and Twitter. By the way, shameless plug. Uh, but the first question I got, who is your top five coaches in college? So somebody asked me, uh, James Paxson. At Paxson underscore Jimmy. Follow him if you get a chance. Really good guy. He asked me the question. Hey, Coach Cam, I wanted you to talk about who are your top five coaches in college. So to me, this is not for anybody else. This is to me. My top five coaches in the NCAA right now. Number one, Jay Wright. Jay Wright Villanova. You want to know why I picked Jay Wright Villanova? Because he's a winner. He's won titles. He's got guys to the league. And he's done it the right way. He ain't involved in none of the shambles. Even though... Hey, some dirty stuff might go on behind the scenes. You ain't never heard Jay Wright's name come up. You ain't heard any one of his players come up in any of them scandals or none of that mess. Uh, Jay Wright does it the right way. So so far, he hasn't been caught up in nothing. Uh, he develops kids. So if, you, if, if you're if you a high-level player and you get there by year three or four, you're, you're good enough to play in the NBA and play for the Warriors. Jay Wright, the reason why I put Jay Wright there because he's won at a very high level. And he's not expected to win at a high level. So the titles that he won, nobody thought that he was going to beat North Carolina. Even though he beat him at the buzzer, everybody picked North Carolina. Nobody picked Villanova. Nobody picked Villanova. He's got two titles under his belt. Izzo can't say that. And that's my number two. And we're going to get to him in a second. But Jay Wright is there because he's a winner. He gets guys developed to the league. Uh, he went. He does. He does more with less. He does more with less. He does it with class. He does it the right way. I really like Jay Wright. That's my number one on my list. Number two is Tom Izzo, and I previously have been a huge Tom Izzo critic, but when it comes to recruiting the state of Michigan, which I have been an uh, advocate of the last, I don't know, uh, six, seven, eight months on my podcast. Tom Izzo does an excellent job of recruiting his area. He's going to recruit Michigan hard. He might give Ohio guys. He might get a couple indie guys. But he's going to recruit the state of Michigan, and I have to respect that. I respect that from Tom Izzo. I see Tom Izzo at games. I see him at the tournaments. He's very friendly. He'll come up. He'll talk to you. You know what I'm saying? I, I see Izzo. I don't see some of these other coaches. I don't. But I will see Izzo. And he's there because, and here's why I like Tom Izzo. And I know I've been a huge critic of Izzo because he hasn't won a title in the last 20 years. I get that. That's, that's one of his downfalls. He has some great teams that never won it. But when you go to Tom Izzo as a freshman and you leave as a senior, you leave well more polished than you did when you came in. Draymond Green was well more polished when he came there than he was. Denzel Valentine, more polished. The list goes on. Adrian Payne, Cassius Winston, 
like the Maurice Ager. Like the, if you last three or four years, if you last, if you go all the way through with Izzo, you're going to leave more polished than you came. Now, is that going to make you an NBA player? Uh, it might. For Jason Richardson, he only got two years. Imagine if he had got four. If Jason Richardson got four, he would have been a 15-year vet in the NBA. He only got two. So with two, that'll give you about eight or 10 years in the NBA and a uh, NBA dunk contest championship a couple times. But would it give you a 15-year career? I don't know. If Jason Richardson says three years or four years, he's a 14, 15-year vet in the league because you're you're polished, you're ready. You ain't got to wait. Like You are a man. You are ready to go. And that's what I respect about Tom Izzo. Outside of all the X's and O's, you leave a much better player than you came. And I can respect that. Number three on my list is Lavelle Moton. Lavelle Moton is head coach at North Carolina Central. I've talked about him a few times on my podcast. He's had he's been there for eleven seasons. He's had eight winning seasons there. He's been to the tournament two times. He's had four twenty plus win seasons at a HBCU. And ain't a whole lot of people doing that. And he's very good friends with CP3. And CP3 is trying to get him to wake for his job. And he should. Lavelle Moton should be coaching at a high major school. He should not be at HBCU. I'm going to be quite honest with you. He is an outstanding coach. And I'm looking outside of the records. He's an outstanding coach. When you go and watch him play and you watch how his teams are organized, they're disciplined, they play hard, they play the right way. Yeah, he got something brewing. So I'm always going to talk about Lavelle Moton. If, I, if I'm going to talk about coaches, Lavelle Moton is up there. Now, Number four on my list. Number four on my list is Anthony Grant. Anthony Grant, he's the head coach at Dayton. He's a 2020 NABC Coach of the Year. Dayton was top five in the country this year. Do you know what that means for a mid-major like Dayton? For a mid-major like Dayton to be ranked in the top five for the entire season, they were going to get a number one seed. For a mid-major, I'm not talking mid-major plus, Dayton is a mid-major. Right. But if you're top five in the country, that puts you at mid major plus close to high major status. That means that if you're the best player on that team, like OB Toppin was your NBA prospect, that means you're getting exposure. That means you're being playing the best players around. That means that everybody is looking at you. That means that you are the guy to beat. Right. Dayton is there. Anthony Grant is there. And the reason why he's in my top five is because he got a second chance. Actually, got the third chance. A lot of black coaches don't get that second or third chance. He was at VCU for three years. Didn't go well. Gets the Alabama job. Six years. Didn't go well. He gets another opportunity. A lot of black coaches don't get that third opportunity to show you that they really can coach. Anthony Grant has got that opportunity, and he turned it around to a top five team in the country. And ain't a whole lot of coaches that get that opportunity. They don't. They don't. They fire you, you there for nine to ten years, they fire you, and you out of job, and you ain't coaching no more. That's how it goes, man. That's how it goes for the black coaches. So I like Anthony Grant because he got that third chance to show you I really can do this, and he can. He can. He can develop. 
He can develop and he can get guys to the pros. So I'm really looking forward to see what Dayton's going to do after they lose Obi Toppin because Obi Toppin is uh, Amari Stoudemire 2020 with a jump shot. Like, he's nasty. Like, Obi Toppin is Amari Stoudemire for sure. Like, he's nasty. So, and he's going to be a top five pick in the draft. So I'm looking forward to watching Dayton and Anthony Grant got those flyers flying high. Fifth on my list is Leonard Hamilton, Florida State. Now, you'll probably say, why is Leonard Hamilton, Florida State, in your top five coaches in the country? Because longevity is everything in this game. It ain't a whole lot of black coaches that can say, I've been in the ACC for 18 seasons. He's been in the ACC for 18 seasons. He's the fifth highest ranking winningest coach in the ACC's history. With 320 wins. 320. He getting guys to the league. They won the ACC conference this year. That's with Duke in it. Yeah, this year. With Vernon Carey and Trey Jones. Yeah. The ACC was won by Florida State. Not by Duke. Not by Virginia. Florida State. Leonard Hamilton, we need to give him his flowers. For, for a black coach or just a coach in general, because now longevity is everything. If you're a coach right now in the ACC and you could coach there for 18 years, you got to be doing something right. You have to be doing something right, especially the way the climate is now. And he getting guys to the league. So it's like it's a no brainer right now. While Rocket Watchwood really entertained Florida State, like he was going to Florida State. Like it was signed, sealed, and delivered. Enzo came in in the last minute and got him. He was going to Florida State. Like it was done deal. But Enzo came in and said, hey, look look here, young man. If you don't think you're going to come here and play as much because we got cash as you got nothing coming, you still going to play. And he did. And he does well. And now the ball is in his hands next year. But Florida State was very much in play. So Leonard Hamilton, let's give him his flowers, man. Let's give him his flowers. He's one of the best coaches in the country. He's in my top five. Give him his flowers. If you're one of the fifth, if you're the fifth winningest coach in the ACC, you need to be talked about. And people don't talk about Leonard Hamilton like that. I wonder why. I wonder why. But he's an outstanding coach. Just because he ain't got fired. He's been there for 18 seasons. But... It is what it is. Uh, so yeah, so those are my top five winning this co- top five coaches in the college. I run them back again: Jay Wright, Tom Izzo, Lavelle Moton, Anthony Grant, Leonard Hamilton. Those are my top five coaches. Next question: What players should be doing during the pandemic? So this question uh, was provided to me by Darren Nichols, my big bro, aka at D Nick Twelve. Oh, go follow us Beyond Podcast. Uh. So, yeah, I'm going to talk about just high school and college players or just players in general Uh, during this pandemic. If you're not ready to roll the moment it ends, you're doing something wrong. Because somebody is now, I'm not saying go to the gym because the gyms are closed. I'm saying do something safe. I'm saying there is an outside. You can run outside. You can stay in shape outside. You can do push ups. You can do sit ups. You can work on your ball handling. You can work on your passing. You can work on your shooting form. If you got a rim outside, you can get shots up. So for people that's in players in general, players that are in a pandemic, what you need to do is develop a schedule, an everyday schedule, Monday through Sunday. What are you going to do every single day? And you need to do it every single day because what else you got to do? 
Right. So you need to set a schedule. I'm going to wake up at eight o'clock. I'm going to do my morning workout. I'm going to eat breakfast. I'm going to do my classwork. After I do my classwork, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to do my ball handling and do my shooting. After that, it's lunch. When I'm going to eat some lunch. I get my afternoon work in. So if I got a paper, I got to draw up or put yourself on a schedule, because once you put yourself on a schedule, it's easier to do week two, three, four, five, six down the line. We're week five or six now. We've been in this pandemic for a minute. So if you haven't developed a schedule by now of when you're going to do your cardio, when you're going to do your push-ups, when you're going to do your workouts, when you're going to get your shots up, when you're going to watch film, save for film for the nighttime. Because in the nighttime, it's harder to be outside shooting shots in the nighttime. It's easier for you to be in a laptop and watching some film. So what players need to be doing in the pandemic, if you ain't doing nothing else, you need cardio, you need shots, and you need film. Those are the three things you need. For college players, those are the three major things you need. If you're a college player in this pandemic, you need cardio, you need shots, and you need film. Okay, you, you need to be doing that every single day. There needs to be a portion of your day that you every single day you do some type of cardio, whether it's one, run a mile, run a half mile, run some sprints, whatever. You have to dedicate every single day to some cardio. Now, I'm not saying go out and run five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten miles every single day. No. What I'm saying is you have us have to, a set portion of your day set for cardio. So what I used to do, I know my neighborhood was a block. And I know from the one end of my block, if I go all the way to the end of the block, it's seven mile. And if I run from seven mile all the way down to six mile, how long is that? Oh, that's a mile, Coach Cam. If I do it there and back, how long is that? It's about two miles. Got it. So that's my two mile run right there. I made sure I did that three times a week. So I'm getting in six miles per week. Now, me personally as an older now I'm older I do three miles a week just because I want to get more I got to burn more cars because I just don't work out like that so you have to dedicate that portion of your time for cardio you need cardio then at some point of the day you have to set a schedule for strength and conditioning so you got the conditioning part so what's the strength part that's you might have some weights. You have some dumbbells. But you don't necessarily need dumbbells. You might be able to, you know, find a replacement. The best replacement is push-ups. If you need, if you need to up your push-ups, sit on a step. Put your feet on a step and do some push-ups. There are ways for you to get your strength conditioning in at home. Right. And at night you watch film. So I suggest all my college players in the pandemic. What do you need to be doing? Right. You need to watch every single game you played last season. Every single game, because if you watch every single game, it shouldn't take you a month. We in month five. So by the first month, you should have watched every game. So pick a game every day. Watch it. Take notes. What you did good. What you did bad. What why did the coach take you out? Why do you think it? Take notes. Take notes on every single game. And then, at some point, watch those games again. You're going to have a different view on how you watch those games. Like, you know what? I see why coach took me out. I see why he did this instead of did that. Like, man, that was a really bad shot. Right? Watch every single game you played last year with a different eye. That means you're going to have to be critical of yourself going to have to be critical of yourself. So players going through the pandemic, like I said, three things you need. You need cardio, you need shots, you need film. You got to be doing those three things. High school kids going through this pandemic, along with those three things, you need to be on top of your recruiting. 
which means you should have your transcripts. You should have your test scores. Make sure you're getting your classwork done and you need to be talking to coaches. If they are not talking to you, you need to be talking to them, sending emails, sending texts, trying to find out when the team camp is going to be, trying to find out when the individual camp is going to be, sending emails to, to coaches. You need to be very active in your recruiting. You need to get some full game film. You need some highlight tapes. I done did some highlight tapes over the break. I'm going to do a few more. So you got to be very active in your recruiting if you're a high school kid because they didn't get a chance to see you this spring and summer. They didn't get a chance to see you. So how are they going to see you? You have to be very active in your recruiting. So if you're in this pandemic and you're a player, those are the things that you should be doing. The third question, suggestions for players who recruitment was cut short during this pandemic. This question was provided to you by Warriors under, at Warriors underscore Coach underscore E. So this is Coach EJ Harrison. He's the assistant coach at Wayne State. He hit me up with this question for suggestions for players whose recruitment was cut short. So if you're in the 2020 class, if you're in the 2020 class, right, and you already don't have any interest or offers right now. Right now, it's March, it's May. Uh, we're in the middle of March. And you don't have no interest, you don't have no offers, and you don't know what you're going to do, right? If you're, You have to be looking at some tra- non-traditional routes. So you might not be able to go to uh, a school and they offer you a scholarship. You might not get a scholarship. You might have to walk on. You might have to entertain JUCO. You might have to entertain prep school. You might have to entertain doing the whole school year over again. You might have to say, you know what? I might have to go back for another year or reclass into the 21 class if you could do that. There are options. But if a school is not calling you or texting you or right now, they don't have no interest in you. They're looking at somebody else. And chances are you're, it's going to be hard to find new interest in March. I t- had to tell a player that. I say, look, I'm going to be quite honest with you. You don't have no interest, no offers. And it's going to be hard to find something new right now. You're not going to find something new. So you have to go back to schools and people that have shown interest in you before. So if you're a 2020 and say you thought you were D1 and you told those D2 schools to, you pissed them off and you told them that you were D1 and you weren't going to their school, uh, you might want to backtrack that. You might want to backtrack that. You might want to send off an email and say, you know what? I know previously I told you that I wasn't interested in your school. What is your interest level in my recruiting right now? And if you send off seven emails, you might get one or two back and say, you know what? We are looking for a guy. We had a guy quit last week. We're looking for a wing. We're looking for your position because we had a guy graduate and he went to another school and transferred and we didn't know. So you never know a school situation until you ask him about it. But if you ain't got nothing going on, it's going to be hard to find something new for the 2020, 2020 class. For the 2021 class that missed the spring recruiting, what you need to be doing is make sure that your body is in shape to go when it's time to go. Right. So when the pandemic is over, so they talk about May 1st, they're talking about May 8th, May 15th. Me personally, I can't go that soon. I'm not. I'm just not there yet. I've seen too many RIPs on my timeline to just May 1st, turn it on and life is normal. It's not. It's not. So to think that you're going to play anytime before June or July is is pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy, but you might get a summer evaluation period. You might, but you're not going to have a whole lot of time to get in shape. You're not going to have a whole lot of time to get your shot right. You're not going to have a whole lot of time to get your ball handling right. So if you're 2020 class, now is the time to get everything tight. 
everything straight. Get your ball handling together. Get your shot together. Get your game together in the backyard. Play one-on-one with your brother. Play one-on-one with your dad. Like, get your game right so when it's time to go, it's go time. Because you're not going to have a whole month to get ready for it. Right? If they say you're going to have a summer live period in July, it might happen the end of June. And that first period might be July 7th through 9th. And you might have a week. And if you ain't did nothing in March, April, May, and June in four months, and you want a college coach to offer you a scholarship in month five, and you ain't did nothing in four months, sorry, buddy, you ain't getting it. So 2020 class, make sure that your body and your game is ready to go as soon as this pandemic is over. The moment that it's over, you better be ready to go because if you're not, you're gonna get left behind. So that's just my suggestions on that. There were a lot of views, a lot of listens to my podcast last week. Uh, it was my m- most listened to episode this season. Uh, I had a segment called Re- Recruit the Mitten. And we're going to bring that back this this week. We're going to have a part two to Recruit the Mitten. There's some things I want to pull back. Some I want to pull back the curtain on a few things. And kind of just give you a different perspective than what I had been saying before. Um, I know I talk a lot of trash. Uh, I want to be, I want, this is my disclaimer here, okay? If the shoe fits, wear it. Like, real talk. If the shoe fits, wear it. And I'm not affiliated with any college program. I'm not affiliated with any high school teams or anything like that. If the shoe fits, wear it. If you feel offended, then it, it's probably right. Uh, I'm just trying, I'm just being honest. I'm just advocating for our student athletes like somebody in my position should with my platform. And I'm just going to keep it real. Most of our Michigan players are not playing for Michigan schools. And that needs to change. So, in part two, of recruit them in. We're going to talk about it again. Uh, the, the biggest storyline this week was Pierre the second or Pierre Brooks Jr. commits to Michigan State. And that's why, you know, I, I rock some state. I'm going to have to rock some green this year and see how they do uh, because I'm really looking forward to see how Pierre does. Uh, well, I'll say after next year because he's class of 2021. Really looking forward to what he's going to do for the green and white. And that's why Tom Izzo is revered in the state of Michigan. That's why he has all the recruiting ties in the state of Michigan. Because he gets it done. Whether this four-star, five-star is top 100, top 200, it doesn't matter. He's a good fit for their program. He's a good player in the state of Michigan, and he fits for what Michigan State is going to do. So they offered him. He commits. Great job. Now Michigan comes out this week, and they offered Kobe Bufkin. I would like Kobe Buffin to accept that offer. Go ahead. Go to Michigan. Go ahead. Accept it. Because Michigan is going to have to get some Michigan guys on their roster right now. They only have two. Now, they came out with the ESPN Top 60, and no Michigan guys were on the list. I have an issue with the Top 60, and we're going to get there in a second. But Kobe Buffkin isn't on that Top 60 list, even though he should be. He gets an offer from Michigan. Now, there are four or five guys on this top 60 list that have Michigan offers. So really, what is Jawan Howard supposed to do? Jawan Howard is offering five stars in the Midwest, as he should. um, And he's offered the the top four or five players in the state of Michigan. They just got to commit. Now you got to get the deal done. Just need to see some more more Michigan guys on that roster, man. I really would like to see that uh, because, you know, I'm a go blue guy uh, to be to be, you know, totally transparent. I, I just I'm a Michigan guy Like I'm a Wolverine You know what I'm saying I, I, I Amazing Blue That's that's me all day Jim Harbaugh Charles Woodson You know what I'm saying Fat Five You know what I'm saying I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Fat Five guy More than I'm a Sparty But if, if Sparty is picking up my guys I gotta kinda roll with them a little bit And they are They have drawn the line in the sand In the state of Michigan We are getting Michigan guys And we are going to beat you 
That's what Tom Izzo is saying. Now, the only reason it didn't work for, for JB, uh, Beeline, uh, why we weren't critical of him getting Michigan guys, because he won. He got to the national championship game twice, a few Final Fours, a couple Big Ten titles, Big Ten tournament titles. We don't talk about John Beeline not getting Michigan guys because he won. So that's why I said last week, I hope it works for Michigan, but they're going to have to win so people can get off their backs. But they just got to get it done, man. They got to get it done. Uh, I do like seeing uh, Andre Paul. Andre Polk was, he went to Spire, uh, went to another prep school, forget uh, which prep school he went to, but he's from Detroit, uh, played at the school that Rocket and Isaiah Jackson played at. I can't remember, thinking off the top of my list, it'll come to me in a second. Um, but yeah, he commits to Central Michigan. So you get a Michigan guy playing at Central Michigan. I like to see that. Like to see that. There are a couple other guys in the mix for that scholarship. So it's, it's starting to seem like some people is, are listening now. Some people are listening, which is good, which is good. Get these Michigan kids, man. Sign them, get them committed, get them to stay home or to come back home. If they're at a prep school, if they're at a JUCO, if they left the state, bring them on back, man. Bring them on back, man. I want to see these Michigan guys play for Michigan schools. So congrats to Andre Polk, who commits to, they were at Old Refford. He was formerly at Old Refford, uh, played with uh, Rocket Watts and Isaiah Jackson uh, here in Detroit before going to a prep school. Congrats to him for committing to Central Michigan University. So you start to see some Michigan kids commit to some Michigan schools. Just want to see more. Just want to see more of that because we want to root for our own, man. We want to root for our own. We want to be able to turn on the TV and say, man, I, I, I like that kid. I saw him play in this summer league and this gym. You want to be rooting for some of these teams because they're recruiting players that you know, you've seen, you've bumped into. You saw them at summer league. You saw them at the gym. Saw them at open gyms. Like they, We want to root for these guys, man. We we really do. We want to root for these guys, but you got to recruit the mitten. So my second portion to my recruit the mitten segment part two, I'm not being harsh on anybody. I'm just going to keep it all the way real. The top 60 ESPN list came out this week. And on that top 60 list, zero were from the state of Michigan. Two issues. First issue is our top four players should be on this list. Now, if they're doing a top 100 and our guys are ranked between 60 and 100, I'm not sure I'm feeling that. I'm not sure I'm feeling that at all. Because I'm going to tell you right now, Kobe Bufkin should be on that list. Pierre Brooks should be on that list. Jaden Atkins should be on that list. Julian Roper should be on that list. They should be. That's just me. But with this pandemic, they didn't get a chance this spring to go out and show these writers, these scouts, that they deserve to be on that list because they're not coming to Michigan games. Ain't no scouts coming to no Michigan high school basketball games. Sorry, they're not. They're waiting for AAU so they can see all of them at one time. They're now waiting for the state championship game to see two high-level players go at each other or to go to the city championship semifinals to see Pierre Brooks go against Omar Ziegler and just see two players. Like, that's not how they're doing it. They're not coming to our Michigan high school basketball games. They were waiting for the spring, because in the spring you have EYBL. And these kids would have been on the same team. All four of them would have been on the same team. Outside of Julia Rover, Julia Rover would have been for uh, Indy Speed's Heat. So they got a, they would have got a chance to see all four of these guys on the EYBL circuit. And then you could say, all right, this guy that I got ranked at 35, man, Kobe Bufkin just lit him up for 30. This guy that's ranked 15, uh, I just seen Pierre Brooks dominate that kid. So now when you're doing your rankings, you'll say, uh, I don't think this kid really should be at 46. This kid really should be at 60. 
I think I'm going to put Pierre Brooks there. But they didn't have the opportunity to do that because of the pandemic. You had no spring. So that's why I think this ESPN 60 list is kind of flawed. So if I'm going by this list and I'm, I'm using this list to validate my recruiting class, if I'm Juwan Howard, if I'm Tom Izzo, you should do that anyway. You should trust your eyes. You should trust your eyes. Because I'm telling you right now, those four guys I mentioned should be on that list. There are names on that list, and I'm not going to say who, but there are names on that list that shouldn't be on there. But the scouts didn't get a chance to go out in the spring and to evaluate who should or shouldn't be on this list. So that brings me to this. If I am Jawan Howard, am I really using this list as a, a valve for who I'm offering and recruiting? Because the number two guy on this list just got a Michigan offer this week, Chet Holmgren from Minnesota. Kid is dope. Kid got game, y'all. I'm telling you, six, 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 seven, long, lanky, needs some, needs some meat on his frame. But kid got game. So I can't even really be mad at offering a five star. I can't really be mad at that, even though he ain't from the state of Michigan. Like, what is, what is, what are you supposed to do if you really want to compete with the Kentuckys of the world, the Kansas of the world, the North Carolinas world? You got, you got to offer five stars. You do, and that's his lane. That's what he's trying. He's trying to make his lane to be. I'm going after the best players in the country which as a coach you should do. I just would like to see those guys be Michigan guys. I would like to see you go get Isaiah Jackson. I would like you to say, to, to, to come in at the University of Michigan and somehow get Isaiah Jackson to say, you know what, I'm not going to Kentucky, I'm going to Michigan. See, that's what I want to see. The guys like Rocket Watts. That's at Michigan State. I want to see you those kind of guys. And then I could be like, all right, cool, let's roll. But I really can't be mad at you offering a guy that's top five or six in the country. I can't. I just want you to, if, if you get him, you better win with him. Get Chet home green, win with him, and then we can talk later. We can. But I'm gonna need I'm gonna need my uh, my Michigan players and my Michigan coaches. This is eye-opening, man. This eye-opening. I want you guys to uh, be clear that they're not coming to our high school games, guys. They're not coming to our games. So what are we gonna do? Are we gonna are we gonna up our uh, production? Are we gonna up our anti our antics? Because we, we at this time we got to. Because right now they're not coming to our games, so they really not. I'm not saying they res, they not respecting the high school basketball, but if they're not coming to our games, how they recruiting our players? How they ranking our players? This is how we get offers. That's how guys get deals. So either we gotta up the ante to say, you know what, you really missing out. You really missing out on uh, the Michigan kids because you ain't going to the high school games. We got we to gotta up the ante all so the next time this list come out for 2022, Amadi Bates ain't the only one on it. It's other guys on it. Because that's the case. We got more players than Amadi Bates. We got some really good players in, in, in Michigan high school basketball. We do. But we can't leave it up to ESPN to come out with these rankings. And ain't no Michigan players on it. Like, I got a problem with that. I, we got to change the narrative, man. We got to change the narrative. And if, if they're not going to come to our high school games, we got to do something different. We got to get together with these AAU coaches and really put the spin on it to say, you know what? We're going to get the family to the Peach Jam. We're going to help them out. We're we going to band together because we need to put this show on the road. We got to make sure that this don't happen again. Because it looks bad. You look at the top 60 players from ESPN, even if the list is wrong. Say if you got 40 of the 60 right. 40, two say two-thirds of the list is right. So the top 40, right? So you mean to tell me Michigan don't have a single top 40 player in the class of 2021? 
I think that's a lie, man. I really like this class of 2021 here in Michigan. But you see what the scouts think. If we didn't see you in the spring, we ain't ranking you. That would put a chip on my shoulder. If I'm Omar Ziggler, that puts a chip on my shoulder. If I'm Julian Lewis, that puts a chip on my shoulder. Say, so you know what? I got you. And when I see these guys, because you might be able to see them in the summer. That's, and that's why I say be ready, guys. Be ready for your opportunity in summer if it comes. Because these, these scouts and these coaches, and they looking, man. They're going to look with a very keen eye. Very keen eye. So I want my guys to be ready for war when it's time to get down to it. Because right now, they ain't respecting us, man. They not respecting us. And they should. So if I'm going to be an advocate to recruit the state of Michigan, I'm going to need my Michigan players to get in the lab, man. I'm going to need my Michigan high school coaches to band together and make sure that this stuff don't happen no more because it can't be that way. You know what I'm saying? If I'm going to get on Jawan Howard for not offering Michigan, guys, I need to get on high school coaches to make sure our players are ranked on this top 60 list. We got to have at least one guy there. Now, is it our fault that they're not on there? No, it's not because you had circumstances that accounted for that. This pandemic, just blame it on the pandemic. You can do that. Because they didn't get a chance to see you in the spring. Just know this. In the summer, y'all better go crazy, man. Y'all better go crazy. And the next time I see a top 60s, top 100 list, it better have some Michigan kids on it. So in my recruit, the Michigan recruit, the mitten segment part two, um, a little bit dialed down, dialed back from what it was last week. A uh, couple guys committed to some Michigan schools, Andre Polk and uh, Pierre Brooks II. And I want to see some more of that. I want to see some more Michigan guys submit to Michigan schools, recruit the mitten, man. And that's what it is, man. So that's this week, man. I didn't want to keep you guys too much long. The last week was close to an hour. Didn't want to spend too much time uh, talking hoops with you guys this week. I'm going to be on my IG Live a little lot more, man. I was on my IG Live today. It was pretty lit. Had about 35, 40 coaches come in and ask me questions. I didn't want to hear about what I want to talk about on the podcast. So I'm going to do that more often. I ask you guys about what you want me to talk about uh, in my fan box segment. Uh, or just on the podcast in general because I want to talk hoops. I want to talk about what you want to hear because it's your coach that knows hoops the most, man. And I'm out of here, man. I'll see you guys next week, man. Stay home. Stay safe. Do what you do. Forget what what your governor or what your mayor is telling you. Stay home, man. Stay home for the next two weeks, man. Don't May 1st, don't be trying to come outside and act like it's all good. Stay home. Keep the kids safe. And be real. It's your coach that knows who's most. And I'm out of here. Peace. He's that dude. Too cool. So smooth with the hoop news. Every week we talking hoops. This is season two. So buckle up for this ride. That's what you need to do. Because we talking hoops. Yeah.